Welcome back to Spiritual Formation by Grace City Church of the Northeast. Today we're looking at question 11. What does God require in the 6th, 7th, and 8th commandments? And here's that answer. 6th, that we do not hurt or hate or be hostile to our neighbor, but be patient and peaceful, pursuing even our enemies with love. 7th, that we abstain from sexual immorality and live purely and faithfully, whether in marriage or in single life, avoiding all impure actions, looks, words, thoughts, or desires, and whatever might lead to them. Eighth, that we do not take without permission that which belongs to someone else, nor withhold any good from someone we might benefit. The scripture that goes along with the question and answer for today is Romans 13, 9. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So as we consider these three commandments, the sixth, seventh, and eighth, they were don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal. That's what's going on there. So, but we see Jesus uh, expand particularly on the first two, that of murder and adultery, in the Sermon on the Mount. And then Paul expands on the last one, on stealing, in Ephesians chapter 4. So we'll take a brief look at what Jesus did with those first two and what Paul did with the third one. So for sixth, we have that we do not hurt or hate or be hostile to our neighbor, but be patient and peaceful, pursuing even our enemies with love. So here it's taken not just from the negative and the extreme negative, don't kill someone. You say, well, I've never done that. So I'm, I'm clear. I'm good. But Jesus said, if you hate someone in your heart, you are guilty of murder. And so rather than just refraining from acting on what we really want to do and killing that other person, uh, settling for hatred in our hearts, he says, you can't even do that. Instead, we are called to love even our enemies, even those that the whole world would say, it's fine for you to hate that person. Following Christ, that is the one whom we are called to love. So we don't hurt or hate or be hostile to our neighbor. Instead, being patient, peaceful, pursuing even our enemies with love. So that's the sixth one. Do not murder. Seventh, don't commit adultery. Now, I'm talking with kids, this can be a little uh, complex in how to handle. So here it says that we abstain from sexual immorality and live purely and faithfully, whether in marriage or in single life, avoiding all impure actions, looks, words, thoughts, or desires, and whatever might lead to them. So as we talk with our own kids, because we have age range from 7 to 13, so we have some who kind of know what's up, others don't know what's up, and how, how do they learn how they're supposed to live in relationship to the seventh commandment. So one of the ways that we talk about this is um, that you're only supposed to act married with someone you are married to. Now, they don't understand all of what that means, and they don't need to, but they need to understand the aspect of faithfulness, of being committed to the ones that God has that you are in covenant with. And so in, in marriage, you're committed to one person, being faithful to them. And as we say in our marriage vows, forsaking all others and keeping only unto her. 
And so that's what we're called to do or anything that leads to it. So Jesus takes it a step further and says he doesn't just say, well, yeah, sure. Don't act married with someone you're not married to. He says, don't even look. Don't even go there. Don't even start. And so that's why we have living purely, faithfully, whether in marriage or in single life, avoiding all impure actions, looks, words, thoughts, or desires, and whatever might lead to them. So that's something that's important for us to consider, that it's not just, have I committed adultery? Have I acted with, acted married with someone who is not my spouse? No, am I pursuing thoughts? Am I pursuing activities that lead me to want to act married with someone other than my wife? We want to avoid all of those things. Then eighth, don't steal. That we do not take without permission that which belongs to someone else. That would be the basic definition of stealing. But then again, we have it turned around. Nor withhold any good from someone we might benefit. And you say, really? Is that is that really what this is about? I thought it was just not stealing. Well, listen to Ephesians 4.28. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with someone, with anyone in need. And so the principle isn't just, don't steal. Okay, whew, I didn't steal anything. I'm good. It says, no, instead, work. Completely turn it around. Go the opposite direction. Instead, work. Not so that he can provide for himself, though certainly that's included. But work so that you have something to share. It's going from a heart that takes to a heart that gives. A heart Going from a heart that steals to a heart that that shares. That's what we're called to be. And as we'll say with all of these, we can't do it. We haven't done it. All of us have murdered someone in our heart. All of us have been unfaithful to some degree. All of us have had a stealing, greedy heart rather than an open, sharing, generous heart. And the good news of the gospel is that we have a savior. Who instead of killing us when we deserved it, gave his life so that we could be forgiven of all our murderous hearts, all our adulterous hearts, and all our stealing, greedy hearts. And he paid the price. Instead of holding on to what was his, he freely gave. And so we are free to give as we come to know our great Savior. We close as we do each time with the prayer that goes with this question and answer. Faithful shepherd of our souls, you created us to live in love and fellowship on the earth, but we fail in that again and again. May your love rule every relationship so that we walk in purity, putting away lust, covetousness, and greed. For your name's sake, amen.